Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. So this week, my guest is Kelly with the Tattered Pew. Kelly had been a kindergarten teacher. Now she's a blogger. So you're going to be inspired, as with many of my guests, they are just like me. They believe that you can have anything, be anything that your heart desires. And so you're going to be inspired and hear lots of tips. For one, she has a unique stream of income. That is one of the things when she um, knew that she wanted to do blogging full time, she had to consider all of the streams of income. So you're going to hear that and just a lot of joy from Kelly at the Tattered Pew. Kelly, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy to have you on Selling with Charm. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Well, a little bit about myself. I live in Colorado with my family. I am a stepmom. I have two stepsons, and then I have two girls of my own with my husband. And I just recently stepped away from teaching after 20 years. I was a kindergarten teacher. And so I've kind of made a big transition into blogging full-time now. I um, have been blogging for almost six years and it's always been in the night, like in the evenings, like after the kids go to bed is when I would get all of my work done. And so after 20 years of teaching, I kind of was just feeling a little tugging to kind of make the transition to do what has been bringing me joy behind the scenes for so long and to make it a full-time thing now. So that is so awesome. So that's very interesting to me. So I'd love to hear a little more about that. So when you first started blogging, since you've been doing it for six years, what, what were you thinking? Did you have, um, did you have something in mind like this or did you just start just to see how it would go? What were you thinking? Yeah. Great question. So Honestly, in the beginning, I started on Instagram and I fell in love with other friends over there who loved to decorate just as much as I did. And then I started noticing a lot of them had blogs and then I started talking to them and they were saying, oh, well, you could be making money off of this. I know you're doing it for just fun, but you could even be making money. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And, and I thought about some of the big bloggers that I had been following. Like I follow um, Miss Mustard Seed and Stone Gable and some of those ladies who have been blogging for years. And I started to think, wow, like what an amazing opportunity to be able to share my love of decorating and um, my love of making our house a home over not only on Instagram, but also on the blog, like on a blog. And so I decided that was the best venue for me to continue growing because I loved Instagram and it had taken off pretty quickly. I, it did pretty well. And so I thought, well, goodness, let's, let's try the next step. I, I always like a little bit of a challenge and the blog has been a challenge, a fun one. Oh, wow. So tell me what, since you, what has been like your biggest surprise about blogging? Like in the beginning, and then maybe you've had a new one now, but like in the beginning, what was your biggest surprise? 
Well, in the beginning, I'd say like some of my biggest surprises were that people actually wanted to follow me. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but at first it was like I was writing um, blog posts and emails to basically my family. And then gradually I started having more and more people join and um, subscribe to my blog. And then from there, I actually was able, like I got a mattress like that was a huge surprise in the very beginning. My husband was like, oh yeah, you can keep <laughs> blogging if you're going to be getting us some mattresses. <laughs> I was laughing. And then like little things like that um, would be gifted. And then quickly I would learn that you, instead of just, you know, having those be gifted, you could also charge for like blog posts. So I was able to make little bits of money here and there. And so I started piecing that together thinking, okay, if I can make like these little chunks of money in these little areas on my blog and my Instagram and connect them, then I could probably do this full time. So that was my goal was to get it built up. And surprisingly, well, that was a huge surprise that I could find out I could make money. And then second, I basically taught myself how to set everything up and do it all. So I was also surprised that I could figure it out. Might've taken me five years, but I figured it out. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So now I got to ask about the mattress. Was yeah. the mattress something that you, like you thought, I'd love to have this mattress. Should I reach out to them and ask, or did they approach you? Um, so actually, I know I'm trying to remember, because that was like one of the first things I did a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure I reached out to them. Okay. I reached out to several different mattress companies and it was Nectar that um, responded back to me. The funny thing is, is now I would email a company probably. And back then I just sent him a message on Instagram. <laughs> okay, that is awesome. So yeah. you were kind of approaching it by like, um, this is something I, I like, something I would like to have, something I need. And I might as well try to use it in my, in my blogging if I can or whatever, yeah. And it fit my niche. Like I, on Instagram, people will offer you stuff all the time to just promote for them. It's free. Right. But I learned very quickly as long if it doesn't fit in with what I'm promoting or my style or my brand, I'm not interested. And so <laughs> I have wow, to learn really how good. to say no. Yeah. So was it easy for you to decide what is your style? Like, did you put a mood board together or, you know, is it sometimes you, you have to think, would this fit me or how does that work? Yeah. So it's been interesting. My style has evolved over the years. At first, I think I was a little bit more farmhouse. It's also evolved with how I've moved I, I we recently moved to a new home within the last year. And this home is more traditional. And so I've kind of gone with more of a traditional feel in this home, whereas the other one was more, a little bit more brighter and like farmhousey, which is mm -hmm. fine. I think it's great to have your style evolve. And mm -hmm. funny enough, I feel like my style is um, edging more and more closely with my mom's. <laughs> so we love to decorate together. And um, I've grown up decorating and redoing you know, bedrooms and things like that. And so she's always like helped me and more and more. I'm like, Oh, I love that lamp in your house. Maybe I need one like that. And <laughs> she has that timeless classic style. And so I'm finding that I want to have more of a classic style and that's evolved. It hasn't always happened that way. It's evolved over the years. So it's been fun process. 
Oh, that's great. I think that really helped because I love to decorate. I love that kind of stuff. And I think that I, when I look back at things I've done, it has evolved too. But sometimes my house, you know, it dictates that. It kind of decides, you know, this is the style it is. Like they have their own personalities. True. And sometimes you don't realize that until you're there. You move all your stuff in. I had one house once and like as soon as I got there, it's like the stuff jumped out of the boxes and did itself. I mean, it's like yeah. it was perfect. It was the easiest house to decorate that I, that I have lived in and I have lived in several mm -hmm. and it wasn't even I didn't even expect it to be it wasn't like my dream house the house before that had been really I got to like we build it from the ground up so I got to choose everything in it wow. this one was just it, the it's not even the house I live in now but it and when I look back I just had so much joy because it just told me what it needed I love that about house yeah. it's kind of cool yeah I so, know our our current house has blue kitchen oh and I've seen when, it that's beautiful oh, I'm obsessed I love it it's so fun and blue is my favorite color and so I have a lot of blues and greens and literally just like you said we walked in and I was like oh I know exactly where all my stuff is going here and so it's it I love when houses do that they, yeah. they kind of speak to you yeah so you have actually you have a set of pillows I gotta ask you where you got them I didn't see oh them. yeah yeah, mm -hmm. so I'll ask you, I'll, I'll send you later and you can tell me where God. Yeah, you bet. Um, so, so your feed is beautiful. Oh, uh, so some you. things are an easy yes for you. You know, it fits in, it's an easy, it's an yeah. easy thing. And other things you have to say no to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, very interesting. So how do you see teaching and blogging, what they had in common? Yeah, it was funny because I really didn't, um, make that connection myself until I'd gone to the creatives retreat with Sarah this past spring. And that's where I got to meet you, which was really fun. Her and Wendy from Chair Whimsy were talking, Sarah from Simply Southern Cottage, and they were both in the teaching field. And they're standing up there talking about teaching. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why have I never connected that as a teacher blogging and sharing you know, how I decorate or put things together, mood boards, you know, things like that is just another form of teaching. And so it was a, it was an aha moment for me thinking, okay, this is great because not only can I teach through my blog posts, but I can also, if I, you know, I'm just starting now full-time, but I have things on the docket. I would love to do like workshops where I teach different types of workshops. Maybe it's putting together a mood board. Maybe it's putting flower arrangements together, um, but teaching people how to do that step-by-step. Step, um, it's just, it works hand in hand. It's just not any longer in front of little kids. Now it's sometimes my peers. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. So if you, um, if you were describing blogging to someone who didn't know what it was how would you describe it <laughs> oh wow and there are a lot of people who don't because I had to describe this to a lot of my teacher friends this um past year when I let them know it was my you know my time to move on so blogging hmm, it's basically like a creative outlet wrapped all in one like website <laughs> It's like a 
it's like a hub where you can go and share your ideas and your thoughts and put them down where other people can kind of get like a window into your thinking and maybe your style and your choices. And so blogging is, it's not only just writing, it has a lot to do with photography, styling, um, if you're doing home decor blogging. Um, it also has to do with a lot of research. Like I just came up with a mood board for my daughter's, um, we're gonna redo her bedroom. And let me tell you, my mom was here helping me and we were researching like beds, pendants, pillows. And it's a lot of research that goes into it and time spent um, not only finding those items, editing photos, putting them together nicely. You also have to figure out um, how to word things. So if how people are searching on Google, are they going to find you? Um, and then you have to write your emails to promote it. You have to promote it across all of your social media channels. It's a lot. You have to be a good multitasker, but it's fun because it's, it's a way to put yourself out there and, um, and I don't know, I enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that that is one of the, the biggest surprises to me is when I, I see the work that's going into it. Yeah. Um, I think we see the feed as, as somebody who's, who's not blogging. We see the feed and we think, oh, they're just kind of photographing their everyday life. And in a way you are, but it's much more than that um, uh -huh. because it's kind of like, and to me, I would say um, it's a way like when you're getting ready for a house guest, your, your house is way different than it is when you're just living everyday life. Well, for a blog, you're putting that much effort in to show what your life's like. So ah. um, very interesting. And like every season too, like I love to switch up my decor for the season. So it's like four times a year I'm changing things out. So you should see my pillow closet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have discovered, I love pillows, but oh. I really got to have a plan for them because they can take up so much space. And then, you know, and I always save mine, but then when the new stuff comes out for the next day, I get new ideas, want to change yes. it. So, um, but yeah, pillows are a challenge, but a lovely challenge. One that I love. True. So that, that's very good. So what to you is your favorite part of blogging? Oh, my favorite part. Um, I would say like probably the styling and the photography. I love that part. I, I enjoy going over to Instagram and being in my stories. I like talking to other people about what I'm doing, um, sharing, you know, my tips and tricks. I love hunting for unique pieces of furniture <laughs> and putting them in my house and making them work. So I like that kind of challenge. I don't know. I think putting it all together and photographing it would probably be one of my favorite parts. Yeah, that's really good. So I saw a story of yours that one of my favorites that I have seen of yours, you were sharing about your home. What is it? Um, home share? What is it? I don't know the name. Oh, of it. yes. Home studio list. Okay. So mm. you were sharing how, how people were going to be coming and using your home. You can tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So when I started blogging, I was looking at all the different ways that I could make revenue streams. And one of them that I learned from a couple of friends is called homestudiolist.com. And you can list your home on this website to be used by creatives or um, 
basically anybody who's looking to rent a space for any kind of project they might have. So that could include photographers, people looking to shoot videos, commercials. Um, some people even look are looking for spaces like for corporate events. Um, you name it. It's very unique. It just depends. You never know who's going to be looking to use your space. One of my friends is a prop stylist here in Colorado. And our house, um, it was a huge blessing. We got to have our home photographed for a Christmas magazine photo shoot. And she came and helped style the home. And she said, you need to get your home uh, listed on this site because there are no colored kitchens. Like everyone has white cabinets. And I love white. That was my old house. And I said, oh, okay. And she goes, everyone's looking for different colors. So blue would be hot. So I listed my home on this site and you, they give you kind of price points, how to set it for, and it's um, hourly. And I have a two hour minimum and they kind of walk you through it while you're putting your home on there. And they ask you to send in pictures. And so I just sent in some of my pictures. Well, I had my first contact. Um, I think it was last month. And it was Univision, which is like this huge production company. And they sent producers from um, New York City and Colorado Springs. And they coordinated with a Chevy commercial here at our house. And then a mini documentary series, which was really cool for this Grammy nominated YouTube couple who does like um, Spanish videos for kids, like bilingual videos. And they used our house for 10 hours. And oh, so- it was amazing and it was nice profit. And I just had to have the house ready to go for them. Um, and I communicated with the producer and um, it was pretty awesome. It was, it was crazy, but my husband was like, Hey, if we could do this every month, this would be a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, did you, did the kitchen make it in their photos? Did they? Huh? Use the kitchen? they I, I assume they haven't sent me the final video. She said they were going to send me it to me. They used our driveway a lot for the Chevy commercial part. And then the documentary was in the kitchen and then they used our family room and um, they take pictures of all your stuff in case they move anything. So then they put it all back. She did a walkthrough with me at the end said, does everything look okay? And it did. It was great. Oh, and that's so, awesome. A good first experience. Yeah. yeah. So that is a great example of really there's there's a lot of opportunity, but you really have to think outside of what you might normally think of. If you're enjoying this podcast, please follow, rate, and share with a friend. And if you're looking for more content just like this, head over to my website and sign up for the weekly newsletter. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah. Diversify those streams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. To make it work. So how many streams of revenue, do you have a number of streams of revenue that you have? Yes. Yes. So I have that, the um, home rental, I guess you would say. Um, I also have affiliate links through uh, reward style or like to know it as well as Amazon. So I have those. And then I have um, ads on my blog. So there's that. I also do guest blog posts for uh, Miss Mustard Seed Milk Paint, their company. And so that's an, another um, stream 
a revenue stream. Uh, I know I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Um, oh, I do get paid. Like I've done some campaigns. I just did a campaign um, for First Alert, um, their carbon monoxide, and I got paid to do that, which was awesome. I sometimes do campaigns where they'll pay me to do a blog post. And I think that's most of it. Oh, that, that is awesome. Yeah. So, it's pretty um, pretty yeah, cool. I, I think that um, really all of this boils down to blogging is, is doable, but it is not easy. Yeah. And you've really got to put a lot of thought into it. Um, I know I have had some friends in the blogging world and um, with all the changes, you've got to stay on top of them with, with Instagram, with all the things and um, just, you know, always staying alert to know what is next. Uh, you can't get too comfortable. That is true. That's true. And that's another reason why I did start the blog is a lot of people, when I just had Instagram, they're like, they would lose their Instagram accounts or things would happen. And they said, you own your blog, you know, you own those um, subscriber email lists and those won't go away. So having those different outlets, I also like to use Facebook. That's good. Oh, another um, uh, revenue stream is Instagram pays me to do reels. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So you, it's yeah. like a bonus program. It doesn't make a lot of money, but they're still pushing that out there because they want people to be sharing reels so so you had um, to really put in I guess some some study time learning about reels and what's going to work and my goodness yes yes there's a lot I'm still learning <laughs> I love that I love to learn it's one of the reasons I love doing a podcast is because I get to talk to interesting people like you and uh, they share and it's an opportunity for me to to tell other people about people I have met so my, um, my, of course, my podcast is based on selling because I love selling things. I have a whole career of being a salesperson and, um, and I love it so much, but, um, and I look at the way I look at a blog and I actually look at almost the whole world. Everybody's, everybody is a salesperson to me. Uh, oh. actually, I had my aunt who retired from teaching several years ago. She was one of my guests and we talked about how, teaching is sales. So you may, you may appreciate that episode, but in this case, I see blogging as, as the ultimate sales. But one of the things I love about sales is it's like I uncover something that I want to show other people. I want to bring it to them and, and make their life better. So I see blogging as that. Would you agree with that? I totally agree. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like you're sharing with your best friends. Like when you find a good deal, mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I have to share this. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's part of the beauty. Um, mm -hmm. I just wonder if there's anything in your career now sales related that I could help you with. Definitely. So, um, I was recently blessed with the opportunity to get into the Amazon home affiliate program. So it's slightly different from the Amazon associates where you're making um, a percentage off of your affiliate links in your blog, where Amazon home is centered on just and focused on home home items from Amazon, but you make a higher commission, but okay. they're asking you to hit certain goals per month. And so I need some help because uh, my first month, which was July, I just got into the Amazon home 
program, which was super exciting. Um, and, and they send you like these great email updates with ideas and how, what your top sales are. But to hit my goal in July was awesome because there was Amazon Prime Day. So I was able to push out a specific blog focused on that and over on my Instagram promoting both of those back and forth. And it did really well. Well, now here I am in August, which is pretty much one of the slowest traffic months probably in the blog world with everyone ending summer, going back to school. It's just not high traffic. Sure. And I'm a little nervous because we're about halfway through um, the month and I am only halfway to my goal of okay. selling uh, my Amazon home products. And so um, basically what I've been doing so far to meet my goal is... I'm trying to at least put out one blog post a month with like um, a mood board of types. Like I just did Amazon fall finds. So I put that out and I shared it over on my Instagram and then I shared it on my blog and I shared it in my email newsletter. And then over on Facebook, I broke down each of those individual Amazon finds. So like in my Amazon fall collage, I had like these dried pampas grass. I had a rug and you know, I had like lanterns and then I would push out each individual affiliate link mm -hmm. um, to my Facebook page. I pre-scheduled those. So they come out during different times of the day. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out other opportunities or ways to get those links out there in front of people so that I, they can find like shop with me over on my Amazon storefront. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so one way that you might think, one way to think about it is if there's a product that maybe you think has been overlooked on Amazon and you have discovered it and maybe most of the people are using it um, somewhere, they're buying that somewhere else. They're not huh? thinking about doing that with Amazon. Okay. So part of what you're sharing can be, for example, I had never thought about going to Amazon for this. But I decided to give it a try. And let me tell you what I like about this compared to the one I had been using, it, especially if it's something really popular. Now, I've looked at some of your stuff and it, it might have been on somebody else's. Did you share the diffuser? Yes. Okay. So I recently got the Amazon diffuser uh -huh. and I had been diehard to all people's <laughs> today. Uh -huh, yeah. So because I had tried a couple of others, other places and they didn't work as well as that. So I was a little nervous about it. So if I were showing that, I would say a few things about it compared to ones I had used other places. So okay. I think yours, for example, the one that I got, I love that it has the remote yes. and it holds more water. I don't have to fill that up as often. So there's a lot of things about it that I like better than the one you get other places. And you don't have to say the other one, but you can say, I wanted to share a few things that really stood out to me compared to other places you could get it. it. Because that way it will make them go directly to your link instead of just them thinking, huh, oh, I could use a diffuser and them searching through it. If you're pointing out exactly what's but and you'll have to figure out how to do that from a blogger's mm -hmm. point of view and how to make it work. Or if since you do your stories, you could even do that in your story. You could say, This is one of my favorite things, and this is the first time I had it from I'm just sharing a couple of you put in your own words or however it would work. But 
if you can point out the difference of what you think people are going other places to get, and maybe they're not looking for that there. So if there's some other things that you can bring awareness to, that you can really find this. And this is, you know, and give them some other tips. For example, I buy Amazon, we get, just like the rest of the world, we get deliveries every day. Yeah. But there's some things that I had, I had never thought about looking for. So if there's some things like that, that you have found that not, the whole world is not looking for that there, because everybody's looking for the general stuff, the books, the things that they can count on what they're getting. So I, for example, in my home, I have a lot of light fixtures from Amazon. I looked at the reviews and I did all that. And then I would find something that looked like something in a magazine, but I have to get this. So if you could yes. point out some things like that okay. to this is a, this is a, maybe you haven't thought about this, but this is why I look at Amazon for this. I think if you bring attention because there are some things on Amazon that's not the same quality as you can go somewhere else. That's really, to me, the disadvantage about Amazon is, yeah, they let me send it back. They let me send it back, but sometimes I'm not happy with what I get because I can't see it. You're taking sure. the place of that for people. So you're getting to see it and you're getting to say, maybe you haven't thought about this, but let me tell you what I love about it. I like that. Yes. So you're kind of their eyes and mm -hmm. their touch to something and I believe that will help you. The stuff that you really love, if you share what you love about it and what the difference is between what you've seen other places. I like that. Thank you. So I know there's there's another lady that I follow what she does with her, like she has a Monday Amazon for home. What, and she's not really a home blogger, but she has one day a week that she does. And everybody loves those, but it sounds like you're already doing that. A little bit. I could be more consistent. Are you talking, does she do that over on Instagram? She does it on her blog and then she puts a post about it on Instagram and then she sends it out on her email list. This week's Amazon Home Finds. Oh, that's a good idea though. Yeah. This week, yeah. like this week's Amazon Home Finds. Yeah, and yeah. It, would, it would make you be consistent. And yes. then people, because now this is what happens to me. I can't wait to see what she's, what she's suggesting. And I have tried things that I normally wouldn't have tried because okay. she suggested it and she, you know, she kind of styled it up, which you're really good at, um, in a way that made me say, oh, that I could blend that with that or, you yeah. know. Okay. I like so that's that. another thing. Okay. Thank you. And then I'm excited, um, but if you, and doing it, they'll start to look forward to it and then you can kind of prepare for it as you go. Yes. Yes. That would be good. And if I did it every week, the consistency would be good. Yeah. And, and like hers, I think hers is like Monday or I think it's Monday for that. Okay. But you can choose whatever day suits you. Yeah. And like I said, she's not normally a, a home blogger. So that's a separate thing for her. You may decide to do it three days a week, but you'd say like Amazon kitchen, Amazon living room or I don't I'm just giving you some suggestions of how I like to, break it down by uh, category since you do all home stuff you might want to do it more than once a week especially since you have worked so hard to get into that special program figuring mm. out how to make it work best for you um yeah. anything else that comes to mind that you have been thinking about just would like to brainstorm about a little I was wanting some advice maybe or help on I love Christmas 
and I had been wanting to pitch Balsam Hill. They have a Christmas tree that I just absolutely adore. And I was looking for ways to reach out to them. I'm hoping like in this blogging world, it might be a little late to reach out for Christmas collaborations in August, but there still might be a chance that they're looking to collaborate with some people, but any, any advice or tips on reaching out to big companies like that? So when I was reaching out to them, I would make it as, as personal as possible. So you don't want it to seem like you have sent out tons of yeah, like of a emails. script. Yeah. So you want it to be very personal. Um, but then you can also say you're a big fan of their products. There's one you've got your eye on. Um, but is and then ask them, is there something different you're looking for yeah. from the bloggers you work with? Is there a specific need you have? Are you looking for some unique ideas? For example, if you had a unique idea that you haven't seen anybody do, you can say, I have some unique ideas that I think would be beneficial. Yeah. But asking them if they have something specific they've been looking for will give them an opportunity, but instead of just telling them, give them an opportunity to tell you what they're looking for, how you could help them. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's really good. Thank you. So I think you could probably approach the bigger companies. Like if there's several you want to work with, you could make it a priority to say like every week, I'm going to reach out to three. And you could reach out to them just like that and just say, I'm a big fan of your company. Um, and I'm just looking, I'm wondering if there's something unique you're looking for and let them share back to you. And if you don't get a response, don't think of that as a no. It's a, like a not right now. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would suggest having, I mean, this is the way I have done it with my accounts for my office equipment. There are specific accounts that I call like my dream client. Yes. And I want to pursue them. Like I, I know they're a good fit. I know that I can help them. And I've had accounts that it's take, I had one account, it took me 15 years for them wow. to become my customer. <laughs> but I mean, it was always, they, they were in a relationship with their vendor. Um, I missed it in timing. But you, you could do that with the people that are high on your list and then just continually reach out in a, in a different way each time. You would be surprised at the responses you'll get over time. Yeah, I think that's good to think about reaching out to at least three companies each week. Yeah, kind of like a habit. And then it gets easier and easier. You'll get a little piece of information like, I'm sure they may say, we're booked up this Christmas, for example. Then say, I understand completely. Now, what month should I reach out again? And then yes. you be responsible for reaching out again because they'll forget about you. But if if you say, you know, when, when should I reach out again about next year? And then you reach out, then that's kind of how eventually you can, you can work your way up through the list. Okay. Yeah. I like that. How about, is there anything else you would love for my audience to know about you and, um, and your blog and how they can find you all of that? Yes. Well, I would love it if you would come hang out with me over on the blog. You can subscribe. Um, I'm the tatteredpew.com. Um, 
On Instagram, I'm also the Tattered Pew. I have TikTok. I don't do it as much. And then also I am over on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. It's one of my favorite places to hang out. Um, The Tattered Pew was kind of a name that I came up with at the very beginning because my mom had a church pew, my sister had a church pew, and I really wanted one for our home. And my husband found me one at a flea market and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I still have it here in our home. And that's just kind of where my name came from, the Tattered Pew. And I would love to hang out with you guys if any of you would like to come hang out with me. Oh, that's so great. I love how you chose your name. Love it so Thanks. much. So we will put links to everything in our show notes so they'll be able to find you as well. That sounds so, great. Thank you for being here with me today. And I appreciate you very much. Thank you, Renee. I appreciate you too. This is fun. All right. That was my episode with Kelly. Wasn't she a joy? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have you considered doing something that maybe you think other people are going to say, why? Or they're going to question why you're walking away from something you've done for a really long time for something that you are equally passionate about. Have a great week.